to you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. This is Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. Welcome into the Touchdown City Show. This is the Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. I'm Anthony Lewis, and joining me, Hall of Fame quarterback, Major Harris. Major, how you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing all right. So the Mountaineers rolled yesterday in Morgantown. Uh, I went up to Morgantown, and first things first, it was hot as hell. <laughs> it was hot, man. I, I got a sunburn on my nose. Um, but, you know, good crowd, 50,000 people. And this is what I – they rolled in basically the defense pits a shutout. The only seven points came from um, Towson's um, – I guess kick return, but you know, what's it? What's you know when you put up sixty five after your zero and two? What's it like getting that bounce back? You know, you need that bounce back game. You need a, a get right game like Towson. Well, you know, I, like I said, I thought we was probably the the best zero and two team in the country because both of the losses, you know what I mean, a, a play here and a play there. You know what I mean? We can easily be 2-0. So I'm not surprised at the way we bounced back. You know, I think we needed that game. You know, it, it came at the perfect time. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you would have hated to go down into, like, Blacksburg going 2 or something like that. So we needed a game like that, a confidence builder. And really, you know, as far as from a quarterback standpoint, you know, you know, he's probably going through, man, I'm playing good ball, but we, we didn't get a W yet. So it was good from a standpoint of, you know, some of the young guys getting a chance to play and some of the older guys who know they've been playing well enough to win to get them win. Yeah, JT Daniels yesterday finished 16 to 24, 174 yards. They sat him down in the middle of the second quarter. And and you've had those games before where they they put they take you out in the middle of the game and put in a put in a backup. So what's it like for the quarterback room to be able to get all the guys in there and let them perform at a, a higher level. And, you know, yesterday even, you know, Green scored. All the guys scored. Uh, Will Crowder was 6-6. Six six. Mark Yule got his first uh, co- collegiate touchdown. So what's it like for the quarterback room when they all get in and they all get to kind of show It's a beautiful out? thing. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Where, you know, you got second-team guys, third-team guys, all of them get a chance to play. And, and like I said, we just needed a game like that because it's nothing worse than, uh, you know, uh, 0-2 going into the next game. And really, I guess, you know, getting a win like that and everybody getting a chance to play, it's kind of like got the monkey off our back, so to speak. I know last week in our conversation we talked about that Kansas quarterback, Daniels, and he went into Houston yesterday. Don't look now, but the Kansas Jayhawks are 3-0. and Went into Houston yesterday and scored five touchdowns, uh, two through the air, three on his feet. Um, man, he can run it, throw it, and that offense is just clicking with him. And And I know they got a lot of other parts um, on offense, but he, he is a difference maker. Oh, ain't no question. You know, as far as the, the three teams we played this year, to me, he, he stands out more than anybody. You know, I guess, you know, or really you could say the reason why they 3-0 and is because of him. You know, I ain't trying to give them all the credit. You know, they got some good receivers, good back, but they making plays at the time they got to make plays. And, you know, right now they're sitting 3-0. Yeah, that's um, – now when I look back at losing to Kansas, although you should never lose to Kansas at home, 
and you should never really lose any to anybody at home. But that loss doesn't sting as much knowing that they're much better than what we may have perceived coming into it. So where you had opportunities to win, the Kansas loss doesn't look as bad because now they've gone on the road and done it twice to uh, other opponents. Yeah, you know, but one thing, um, I put an asterisk about that game because I really felt that play that the rough call, rough in the passer. You know, I mean, he pushed you down after he threw it. I didn't see plays where a quarterback throw and still get hit. You know what I mean? So I didn't think that at, based at the, the time, the timing of it I thought was wrong because in a sense, you know, they would have had fourth down where they had to go for a field goal. And he, he put them in, um, give them a first down to where, you know, they ended up scoring a touchdown. So now I put pressure on our offense to get a score. So I really thought the timing of that play was terrible. I thought it was a bad, bad officiating. Yesterday was the WVU Sports Hall of Fame inductions, and another quarterback has joined the ranks with you and Oliver Luck and I believe Mark Bulger and some of those guys. Uh, Geno Smith, um, joined the, the Hall of Fame yesterday and had a big night last month, last week on Monday Night Football. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but for a guy that sat on the bench for eight or nine years as a backup and then to start and get a big win against his former uh, – the number one quarterback in Seattle, what, what, did you get to see Geno last Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was definitely rooting for him. You know, I, I really felt this, this was the first time Geno really got an opportunity to really start you know, in the NFL, you know, when he was with the Jets and um, um, even in Seattle, you know, he, he played a little bit in Seattle last year, but I really thought this was really the first time he really got an opportunity where you the man, you know, since college. Yeah, it was good to see him get out there and get that win. You know, of course, um, people kind of wrote him off, but he had that great line in that interview. Everybody wrote me off, but I didn't write him back. And uh, that that was a good line. But um, to see him also go into the Hall of Fame and join such a, a great list of quarterbacks like yourself and, and the other guys. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they put Stedman and Tavon in, too. So it was very appropriate that those three gentlemen went in at the same time. Oh, you know, I mean, all three of them, you know, when I when I when I hear them names, big play guys, you know what I mean? Catching, running, throwing, you know what I mean? That's a that's a hell of a class. They're going together. Yeah. I didn't realize that Stedman, I believe, is second all-time in NCAA history with touchdown catches. He's tied with uh, Randy Moss, if I heard that right. I feel I feel Man. stupid I feel stupid saying that, and I have to double-check, but, but I thought I heard that in the video introduction. You know, what's funny. Um, after the second game, I went and looked. I was like, well, who got the record for most touchdowns receiving in a season, you know, at West Virginia? And I think Stepman got like 24 because I was thinking that, um, you know, for, you know, Wheatley, you know what I mean? I was thinking, man, he might got a chance to break the, the receiver record for touchdowns in the season. And I think, like I said, I think uh, Stepman got it at 24. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think what he, got, he got four right now. So, um, you know, he's on his way. So, you know, see, see what happens. Yeah, it, he may need to uh, speed up that process a little bit. That's a big number to catch, even in <laughs> yeah, a, even in really a thirteen is. game season. That's a lot of a lot of touchdown catches. Hey, West Virginia's going down yeah. to Blacksburg this Thursday night, and um, what do you remember about your visits to Blacksburg? I know over the years the legend has grown, and you know they've got the Inner Sandman and and all that stuff. But what do you remember about your visits to Blacksburg, Virginia? 
Well, you know, when I think of Virginia Tech, first person coming is, is Coach Beamer. You know, I think um, he kind of was the guy that really put Virginia um, Tech on another level as far as, you know, special teams. I mean, big plays. Then when Michael Vick went in there, it was almost like the icing on the cake as far as the program. But Coach Beamer, I mean, he, you know, I mean, it, the mystique now, it's still got a, kind of a mystique, but it ain't the same like when, as when Coach Beaver was there. You know, Virginia Tech and West Virginia are kind of mirror images of each other as far as football programs. Frank Beamer is a lot like Coach Nealon. Um, even the logos are designed, you know, Virginia Tech designed their logo close to what West Virginia looks like. Um, and then, of course, Coach Nealon, uh, you came in and, and went to the national championship. And, um, of course, here comes Michael Vick and leads um, Virginia Tech right to the national championship. And um, what do you remember about Vick's time there? And did did you see a lot of yourself in him or in his game? Or what did you think about Vick in his days at Virginia Tech? Well, yeah, you know, when he got there, you know, you hear a lot about it. Then you watch him play. was explosive, you know what I mean, running and throwing. And, and it's funny because, you know, like you just said, you know, it was kind of similar like with us, you know what I mean, as far as um, getting on a national stage, you know, um, getting a chance to um, be undefeated, you know what I mean, and things like that. But Coach Beamer was kind of making a name for himself a little before that. But like I said, when Vic got there, it was just the icing on the cake with their program, took it to another level. Now, you know, Virginia Tech, I guess – you know, from, from my standpoint, looking at it, it's kind of like they're living off their past, so to speak, um, because, you know, they joined a new conference, even though they didn't have solid teams over the years. But to me, it really ain't been the same since Coach Beamer retired. Do you uh, – have you ever met Michael Vick before? No, no, I never met him. He, um, I've never met him. I did go up the tunnel. You remember how everyone had to go up the same tunnel? Yeah, I went up the tunnel with him, and I tell you what, man, he was a really—he's a big dude, man. I can't imagine with that type of speed trying to bring a guy like that down. And and I mean, you're you're six what? You're six one. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think he was like six two, maybe six three. He's a little taller than you, but um, with you know trying to bring you two down, I can't imagine was an easy task for many people, being as elusive as you two were in the size that you were? Well, you know, one thing, when it comes to a quarterback, it's a little easy for a quarterback to run because, you know, they talk about running in space. Basically, as a quarterback, when you're scrambling, that's what you're doing. You know, then you take a guy like Vic, who's probably running a 4-2, 4-3-40, man, I mean, that's, man, that's hard to deal with. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you break down, he's so fast, he can get around you. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's man, that's a tough one. It's almost like trying to tackle a receiver or something like that when it comes to Michael Vick in open field. You know, mm-hmm. a guy running 4-3. Man, I mean, that's 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 tough. What um, Have you seen Tech yet this year? Have you watched them at all? I watched a little bit of them. Yeah, you know what I mean? But the, like, I, like I said, you know, the mystique is not the same as like when um, Coach Beamer was there. Yeah, the kid from George Washington High School – uh, Grant Wells is the quarterback. He was the quarterback at Marshall. He threw for 317 games, or th- th- I'm sorry, 317 yards uh, this past Saturday. Uh, they played um, Wofford, I believe, 
But um, I think he's going to have his hands full with West Virginia's defense. And uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do you have any predictions for the game? What would you like to see happen on Thursday night? Well, you know, I think if the defense can kind of slow Virginia Tech up, I think we got enough firepower offensively to really win the game. You know, I think looking at our team over the last three games, if the defense can just keep us in the game as far as, you know, not giving up a lot of points, I think we got enough weapons offensively to, to really beat anybody. You know, that, that one, uh, it's funny, I'm real big in the fantasy football, and the one running back, I want to say uh, uh, Donaldson, is, is that his name, Donaldson? Yeah, yeah Donaldson, uh, C.J. Donaldson. Yeah, you, you know what's funny? In, in college fantasy football, they got him listed as a tight end. You know what I mean? So, you know, I played against him last week, man, and in, in fantasy football to have him doing what he's doing at a tight end spot, that's huge, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's tough. Yeah, they recruited him as a tight end, and when uh, Lynn J. Dixon left, the kid that transferred from Clemson, when he left, they started looking around for another tailback. You know, you can never have enough running backs in the room. And they said, hey, let's let's just move him over and see what uh, what he can do. And if he doesn't work out, there's kids in the portal. And they start giving him the ball. He's listed as a tight end. They brought him in as like a H-back type of guy. And uh, so they were going to like throw it to him and maybe even like give it to him out of the backfield or throw it to him out of the backfield some. And then all of a sudden he's got these skill, the skill set and he's going nuts right now. I mean, as for a true freshman, um, you know, Avon and I talked about it on the podcast. He Avon loves him and uh, he's, he's a big back, you know, he's 200 and, you know, 40 pounds, well, 235 pounds. He's six foot two. Talk about hard to bring down. Oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm so impressed with him because not only that, you know, like I said, they had him listed as tight end. He got great vision, you know what I mean? And, and to be a, uh, what, a true freshman, a plan like that, if he if he keep this the pace going to where he's at now, man, uh, you know, he's going to be somebody that you're going to be mentioning down the road as an All-American. I can see it. Absolutely. He's got the skill set. He's got the skill set. Well, Mage, I'm not going to keep you. I know that um, you you – You've got a busy evening ahead of you, and um, I will get in touch with you next week, and we'll do another episode uh, of the of the Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. So for all the listeners, thanks for downloading the show, and next week we'll have a big announcement. Major has something new that's coming on the scene, so make sure you dial in for that. So for Major Harris, I'm Anthony Lewis, and this was Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law. Get your Touchdown City merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com. The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail.